Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, how are you doing? I'm the JPE, as you can see, and I'm enthusiastic about... Coolish. <laughs> see, the... I thought you were going to rhyme there. Off I thought the top beef. of my door, mate. Well, beef, shabu shabu. <laughs> the whole the whole nine yards, mate. I'm I'm big into the beef, baby. Actually, I've 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 eaten much less beef this year. I've decided this year that I'm going to eat only quality beef. Um, so that reduces my the amount of beef I'm going to eat. Uh, and I'm going to eat right. only decent quality meats. And if it's crap meat, not interested, mate. And that are you know what save the planet. I I'm actually the same. I've actually cut back on my meat consumption in mm. general. Like. I think it's because whenever I eat beef these days, and, and everyone knows that I love beef and I cover beef mm. or wagyu beef yeah. every other weekend, but I, whenever I eat it now, I do feel like, uh, I shouldn't have had that. I think I'm becoming worryingly health conscious, although saying that, I did eat four pieces of fried chicken today, and that's all <laughs> I've eaten today. But yeah. I think there's something about chicken that's better than beef, health-wise, although, again, it was battered uh, in a sea of salt and batter, so, mm. yeah, maybe not. <laughs> well, no, it, it's, I, I think it's just. Shit as usual. I just think with beef, um, it's very variable. I think you can have terrible beef, you can have excellent beef, and you more often than not you have terrible beef. So uh, unless you're going to eat the best, uh, I don't think I don't think you should bother personally because. And I also, felt like that was aimed at me. No, I felt like you went more often than not. You have terrible beef, as if I, I am the purveyor <laughs> of bad quality yeah. beef. No, you've only given me good beef. That's the thing. If if uh, I was yeah. hanging around you all the day, all the, all the days of the month. I'd be um, smashing back beef every day, but it's just we just don't have decent beef over here. So you know, there's, I think you it's only like, for a price. I think in uh, I think in England there's only like six places, maybe in the UK that has A5 Wagyu. And there you go. So it's really hard to transport. Yeah, I remember a few years ago there was a point where everyone was messaging me, being like, "Is the, I'd get like photos from people in London mm-hmm. being like, is this A5 Wagyu, Chris? Is this A5 Wagyu beef?'" And I have to be like, "No." Was it thirty pounds? No. It. <laughs> but yeah, and it's and it's like five pound wagyu beef burger yeah um but uh now you can actually get wagyu in london for like mm. a million pounds oh it's like um, uh but it's there's, too there's, expensive to warrant trying there's a, there's a there's a place in the ham yard if you ever want it um it's expensive there's a 60 pound tester menu uh in enagawa mm. uh in ham Ooh, yard i recommended that place to you didn't i did um, i recommend that to you yeah, no i think I you, you, you um sakana te you recommended to me which i went to 
Uh, the man was very surly. Well, <laughs> very Japanese and very surly. But it was very nice. I do like uh, I do like Engawa, though. But enough of beef. Mm. This isn't a beef-based isn't podcast. A beef this podcast. is a podcast isn't beef cast. about Broad in Japan and coronavirus, which seems to be the thing. I, I, I'm, part of me is sick to death of coronavirus. Mm. Part of me feels like it's such a weird ongoing situation that it has to be covered. And um, for those, you know, I've had so many messages and comments and questions from you guys around the world about coronavirus. Obviously, if you're coming to Japan, it is a source of great terror. <clears> and you want to know if you are going to get quarantined, if you are yeah. going to be able to escape Japan. Um, and I, for that reason, I did cover it as a video. Um, I was originally just going to keep it as a podcast thing, given it's an ongoing contemporary issue where things change so fast it feels almost worthless to cover it in a kind of a one-off video. But last Friday, I was at my local supermarket going to buy various healthy foods and fried chicken. And then, <laughs> as I got to the front door, literally everybody was clutching like two big multi-packs of toilet roll. And that's oh. a scary thing to see. <laughs> uh, it's a very scary thing to see. Um, and I went in and the toilet roll section had like one large pack of toilet rolls left and I didn't know why there was no toilet roll I didn't know what was going on but I snatched up a piece because I thought oh my god what if it's the end of the world and there's no toilet roll and on a list of the top three things you don't want to run out of let's face it toilet roll is a number two Mm. pun intended and I uh yeah I snapped it up and then I turned on the tv and found out that in Japan there's a panic buying situation at the moment even now several days after I think this is what five days since that terrifying moment in the supermarket and people are still panic buying toilet paper and toilet roll i don't know why because basically it was said that as a result of the coronavirus chinese factories have shut down which they have and they said that because chinese factories have shut down there's no toilet roll coming over to japan anymore yeah and then it was pointed out that all of japan's toilet roll is made in japan in fact we've covered it in this podcast a few months back didn't we 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 did an episode on the world's most expensive toilet roll made yeah. in Japan. Um, <laughs> and unfounded fears, unfounded panic. But even though the Toilet Roll Confederation, which is a, a thing, An actual came on TV <laughs> and basically said, don't stop panic buying toilet roll. There's plenty. Look at this mm. warehouse. There's like a million tons of toilet roll. Didn't stop. People are still buying it. And it's deeply frustrating because you feel like... Every, if you feel like you've got to do it as well, you feel like you've got to kind of yeah, because then you you need it. toilet roll because you you might just need toilet roll, and if there's no toilet roll, you're gonna have to move on to the Asahi Shinbuns of the world, <laughs> <laughs> and it and it's a weird that it's weird that everyone's getting crazy about toilet roll. You've got those fancy toilets that squirt bum that water up your bum. That's how a lot of the world wash their bums. Like you know, a lot of people, a lot of people uh, across across the middle of the world. If we're going to count Japan as the east and and the UK and Straight. the US as the west, a lot of people don't even use toilet paper. So you know, it's just water in it. So so uh, you guys have yeah. already got yourself covered with the old squirty birdies <laughs> up your bum bums. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then yeah, I mean, so I mean, that was my motivation for making the video. And I put the video up, and it got I think got half a million views in the first day which is bonkers. It's one of my best performing videos in months. And it just gives you a sense of scale um, and a sense of how interested people are in the coronavirus um, and how interested they are in the ongoing kind of situation. So oh, I, th- I think just whatever you're doing, talk about the coronavirus. I think everybody, uh, even if they are as level-headed, I like to think I'm quite level-headed about things and how you know the, <laughs> flu, the flu kills uh, people. <laughs> and uh, we had swine flu, we had foot and mouth. We had like so many 
crises over, over the years. I mean, this one is a lot more visceral because there's a lot more social media around and people are going crazy and a lot of our mm. uh, parents and grandparents are uh, uh, talking about it being a, a chemical warfare threat, biological weapon, you Oof. know, because they've, they've seen it on their weird dad and mum WhatsApp channels and Facebook groups. It's demented, it really is. But... Um, even I, last night, I was feeling a bit, you know, down in the weather, my, you know, I just didn't feel great. And I was like, oh, well, no, Well, you live in I... the middle of London, in Soho. I live in, in Chinatown, mate. I live in Chinatown, are, yeah. so... And exactly. I live the in one Chinatown. Definitely going to be. I came back from Japan. I'm on the tube every day. My mate came back from Northern Italy, and I gave him a hug and a kiss oh. at the weekend. Mate, I am a walking super spreader. But um, no, I, I, I was feeling a bit like, oh dear. Um, but look. Just relax, everyone. Okay, like there are there are so many events getting cancelled. Uh, Syria Art has been suspended. Uh, all of the Japanese football uh, teams aren't playing, and, and and pretty much every kind of like public assembly uh, things. All of the wrestling well, Disneyland, in Japan, Universal Disneyland, Studios, yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of the wrestlers the in Japan. Yeah, all of art museums in Tokyo. I've got a mate who uh, looks after a couple of Japanese wrestlers, and uh, he's uh, they're a lot more available for press <laughs> at the moment because <laughs> they've got no wrestling to do. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it's a climate of fear. I think um, you know. I switch on. Like the, I read the Guardian newspaper. Of course, mm. I do. Uh, I put that on, and the whole front page is like flashing red lights and twenty-five articles about death and despair. Yeah, and it's you know it's hard not to wake up, read that, and go, "Oh my God, we're done for." This is it. It's click. You, get some more but, toilet roll. But the clicks, but the clicks do count, and you've got to remember that part of things. If you put, if you put a, a story about coronavirus every hour up, your SEO is going to be at the top of the uh, tree when it comes to Google. So, it's the same way that um, when they think a actor or a famous person or a royal is on their last legs, they mm. insist on uh, putting loads of stories up about just random facts about that uh, person. Um, it's really? really weird, yeah. So, so if there was rumours that I think Peter Kay wasn't very well, a stand-up, uh, a comedian in in Britain, yeah, yeah, it uh, wasn't very well, or maybe his his wife wasn't very well, but it wasn't really clear because he's a very private man. What was going on? Um, and over like it was a certain week where there was a lot of rumours sort of circling, certainly in the media that that that, that um, he was he was he, he was either in dire straits or whatever. But loads of newspapers, loads of the worst tabloids started seeding stories just about how much is Peter Kay worth? How much is his TV programme worth? Like loads and loads of pieces just gaming the uh, uh, the SEO on um, on Google mm. so that it'd be top of the tree. It is, I'm going to say not God's work, let's say. It's, it's fucking dreadful. <laughs> it's dreadful behaviour. It, it is. I mean, coronavirus... As we talked about, it's brought out the worst in people in terms of fear. Mm. Like we had the ramen shop owner um, who banned all foreigners, yep. which in, was the uh, stupidest thing I've in, ever heard of. In Germany, there was a football uh, club that uh, ejected 20 Japanese football fans because no. of coronavirus. Awful. Awful. And, now, is, and now they're saying sorry. Um, that sort of behaviour. So. I think they should be kicked out of the league, quite Terrible. frankly. <laughs> but it's also, yeah, it's brought the worst out in the media as well. Uh, people are jumping on it. I, I mean, that was another reason I wanted to hold off. I didn't want to be seen as exploiting the coronavirus. Mm. But it's important to point out that YouTube actually banned the monetization of coronavirus videos. Because, oh, right, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of conspiracy theorists and a lot of people mm. who are just putting out videos every 10 minutes and trying to cash in on it. Yeah. And so, to some extent, I do actually agree that YouTube should probably demonetize it because people yeah. will exploit that. Mm. Although, I did do... I, I thought... 
I think my one. I thought my one was all right. I thought, come on, let's let's monetize abroad in Japan. Let's do it. Mm. And I requested a manual review so someone yeah. in a room, probably in California, had to sit there with their coffee and go, "Oh God, what's this rubbish?" And, and watch through the first <laughs> few minutes and then assess if it was worthy or not of money. Did you get? And they decided it wasn't. Oh. And they were like, no. So I got stuffed. But well. I don't regret doing it. It's an important topic. A lot of my viewers asked about it a lot of you guys asked about it and i feel like i'm glad to have covered it and i might cover it again in a month when we know what the situation is a bit clearer and yeah. especially you know one of the main things i talked about is um, the olympics are at risk and that's terrible i think that's it could be a disaster if japan has to cancel the olympics uh, billions are planning the yeah. whole country's been so excited and enthusiastic about the olympics and the idea that it's going to be ripped away after seven eight years of anticipation is heartbreaking and really worrying and you know japan is very good at overcoming all the horrible stuff that's thrown at it volcanoes earthquakes tsunamis nuclear disasters typhoons but i think that would be like that would be a cut above i think that would be a mm. devastating um situation yeah, for the whole country maybe i think um, I, I was i was chatting to a uh, olympic gymnast uh, courtney tullock uh who's part of the uh, british gymnast right. team yesterday um yeah. uh, lovely chap and he was and he was sort of saying, look, we don't know what's going to be happening. It might happen, it might not. Uh, I mean, there's a big variable in the fact that the Russians can't compete under their own flag because of their uh, uh, transgressions in the past, let's say. So, um, but but us, like my um, mate sort of said, aren't you like in a situation where, as a sportsman, like any marginal um, gain is good? So if you're sort of thinking that the the Olympics aren't going to happen. Are you kind of like going to pull back a little bit on your training, just even just mentally? Oh, that's just an interesting tick. point, yeah. Uh, and he said, nah, that's, that's just not how we're built. We just, we just get on with it, and, it, and if it happens, it happens. Damn and right. We just, we just do it. But, uh, yeah, and, and, and a lot of people, um, a lot of uh, agencies are suggesting that the Japanese aren't necessarily testing as many people as they should do certainly not as many people uh in, in korea i think i think um i saw in a video recently that the the uh the koreans are testing anyone who wants to be tested uh the japanese that's right uh, you yeah. have to have a fever for a couple of days etc which is incredibly dangerous to be quite frank but um and they're sort of saying that that's political because uh, they don't want the uh, Olympics to be cancelled, etc. I mean, the, the the football Euros are at, at risk as well. Obviously, uh, uh, the Euros uh, for the first time ever are set right across Europe from um, from Russia uh, everywhere uh, westward. So um, you don't want lots of people just going all around Europe. It's the first time they've done this, and it's probably the worst time they've done this. At least mm. everyone in one place they could kind of deal with it in one place, or just choose the place that's got. You know, not as much uh, infection. Absolutely, I don't know. I, Difficult. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised with that because if you look at the figures coming out of Korea, it's um, you know I think it's five thousand cases, or mm. I think it might be more than that. I know there's a lot of cases, and Japan is far less, but there's a lot less testing going on. Yeah, I think it works. Um, I think it works and you can out. See that, like... why there would be that incentive, given the the fact that they've spent like fifty billion dollars on the Olympics. Yeah, and they don't want that cancelled. So yeah, well, you look it's at I think I think thing, if you look at like Korea and Iran, contrast those two kind of situations. Iran don't test anyone, so their um, death figures are really really high because they haven't tested anyone. So like, so if you have a lot of people mm. who have been tested, like in Korea, like loads and loads and loads of people, your death rate is going to be very low because you've found out that so many more people have got the virus. But in Iran, where they're testing nobody. If you know that only, say, 100 people have got it and, you know, 10, 10 of those die, 
um, because they're showing incredibly high symptoms when they get tested, um, your death rate is going to be really, really high. So I imagine the, the Japanese would be looking at something like that. Um, if, they, if they're testing, yeah. uh, if they're testing fewer people, their death rate's just going to be higher statistically. So I don't know. It's interesting. Um, it's horrible, but it's interesting. You're right. I mean, I've, I, I hate to admit it, but I've, I've found it very interesting kind of uncovering all the economic and socioeconomic and kind of just all the different things that happen as a result of something like this occurring. You mm. know, I remember in in the video last Saturday, um, which I filmed in a day after after Friday night and the toilet yeah. roll debacle, I was like, OK, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Um, and for, for those of you wondering where the Sapporo snow festival video is which was supposed to come out on saturday that got (laughs) shelved for another week or so until i covered that and i basically woke up at like nine o'clock i scripted it from nine to one i then filmed it from one till four and edited it from like five till one in the morning posted it at 3 a.m it was a really brutal day but i really wanted it up and um yeah there's so many weird things happening like there was a vincent van gogh's vincent van gogh's infamous sunflowers painting mm. which is currently on loan from the national gallery i think in london um it's never left europe before it's come to japan and it's in quarantine at the moment for the after you know first time leaving europe and yeah. there it is <laughs> like in a box somewhere in tokyo in quarantine oh, no. um because all the <laughs> galleries are shut across the country yeah. but um there was a there was a story I think the worst thing is if you see videos of people fighting or mm. whatnot. And there was a there was a story of an angry confrontation breaking out on a Yamanote line train in Tokyo, the um, the most popular train line around Tokyo. And Circle a, line, isn't it? Basically, some there's some guy just coughing, and then everyone just this old man just sort of went over and had a massive go at him and threatened him for coughing. And I suppose you can look at it both ways, right? This guy coughed without a mask on. He coughed, I think, without covering his mouth, and that annoyed this passenger. Um, and I was on a train just this morning um, and I felt like going <clears throat> to clear my throat, mm. but I held it back. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to just not do that because I didn't want everyone looking around at me. And there was one guy coughing uh, near me. Mm. And uh, every time he went, <clears throat> like everyone just went. <gasps> well, I, I get terrifying. very, whenever I get on a flight, um, I don't know whether it's the pressure and the constriction of the uh, of the old nasal passages, but I get really like um, bunged up. Like I get really kind of, and I've all, I'm always sniffing because it's just it's just actually quite painful and, and horrible. Um, and I think it's just the dust because obviously it's really hard to dust in a in a plane. And uh, yeah, all that it just seems like it, it, I I just get really sniffly, and I always get very when I was on my way back from Japan or when I was on the way out to Japan, I was a bit like. Oh dear! <laughs> People are going to think I'm incredibly unwell. It's true. It could have mm. been you that brought could coronavirus to the UK. Could have been me. Given that for most people, I think eighty percent of symptom, eighty uh, percent of people, sorry, or carriers have mild symptoms that are just like a small cough or a sniffle. Um, well, which is kind of worrying. It could have been you. <laughs> could have been in me. Fact, I th- it's definitely you. Yeah. All Get right. Let me. Pete Dawson did it. <laughs> Get some free publicity for the podcast. Half of the po- half of the podcast is responsible <laughs> for the coronavirus. Probably not a good claim to have. Stick that on the website. Um, yeah, maybe not. Um, but uh, yeah, that aside, it's been a good week for me though. In some ways, um, I actually released the Abroad in Japan website finally mm. after a million years, which is three months of development, and I'm so happy. Um, so basically. I've been wanting a website for years now uh, and I wanted a website that could actually be useful and interesting. So the one thing I really wanted was a trip idea generator 
where you can go on and just look for ideas, hit a button, and like you just get five or ten ideas for your trip. So we've got all sorts. We've got a trip idea generator with 250 ideas for your trip. There's a Japan guide map with 150 locations to explore where you can click on a place and watch a video about it, which is mm. something I always wanted to do. Really and best good. of all, of course, there's a soundboard with all your favourite Natsuki quotes and Ryotaro quotes. <laughs> and soon, next week, Pete Donaldson quotes. Oh, Heaven knows there aren't enough. There's a ton of Pete Donaldson quotes just waiting to be on it. But have you, have you checked out the site at all, Pete? Have I've checked out the site. I was very impressed by, there's a map where you can just literally, um, there's a map of Japan and just kind of like scroll around. Uh, but it's in this beautiful kind of recessed kind of perspective perspective. <laughs> um, and you can kind of fly around Japan um, finding videos where uh, Chris has been doing different things in different areas. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful construction. Can we name check out the co-creator, Ian? We can, yeah. So the the web developer is Ian um, from Journey Across Japan. He might have seen. He's the guy that drove the team around and helped every. I mean, without Ian, there would have been no Journey Across Japan. And no. similarly, Ian is the brains behind this website. I've worked very closely with him. He did the website. I did the content, and uh, yeah, it's worked out really well. And I'm really proud Beautiful. of it. And so, if you want to check it out, it is just abroadinjapan.com. dot com. Pretty simple, pretty original. Um, but I'm really proud of it. And yeah, the map just. It's weird, you know, going on the map and seeing... All the videos um, you've done. This map of Japan. <laughs> yeah, with all the 150 videos on it or whatever. Because you, you, sort of like, wow. you sort of think that you've done, like, you, you know, seeing like, the list of uh, videos on YouTube, actually seeing them on the map is mm. actually quite... It's a bit more satisfying, I would say, because, like, you can go, oh, it right, really I'm, is, I'm, down yeah. in, I'm down in this part of uh, of Japan. Uh, I want I want something. And also the, the idea, the trip idea generator, um, you know, if you want a spooky adventure... Uh, there's a couple of videos about that. If you want this, there's a there's a podcast about that. It's it's uh, it's great. But I like the fact that spooky adventure is uh, one of the first entries. Like that's the first thing you're gonna do. I want a spooky adventure. Well, I thought, what would Pete click on? And yeah. I thought that would probably be the first. Exactly one. what I clicked on. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, we've got 200 podcasts now. We've got 200 videos on abroad in Japan. It felt like good to kind of bring them all together. And you know, in many ways, it's just a filter to find what you want to find, you know. So, you know, check Smashing. it out, com. Very proud of it. Hopefully it'll make your trip better or give you some ideas to make your trip unique. And another thing, of course, is that I, I picked up a, a, a Japan guidebook, guidebook the other day and all of Tohoku, North Japan, where I live, has like one paragraph. Yeah. And it feels good to really try and put North Japan on the map and that's what the website has done. So check Beautiful. that out. And with well that, we now turn to Speedy... Japanese. Oh, it's time for some language learnings. I feel like when we say it's time for speedy Japanese, there should be like a button that plays like a music, some song. (laughs) Plays like a music. Maybe just get Natsuki to be like, speedy Japanese. (laughs) Yeah, next time you see him, find (laughs) it. That would make it better. And we'll do it. (laughs) I come to you this week with two words, two nouns. Oh. Um, The first one, unsurprisingly, is toilet paper. Do you know oh. what toilet paper is, Mr. Donaldson? That's got to be a guy I go borrowed word, surely. Toilet paper. Good, yeah. Yeah. Toilet paper. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Easily done. That's that's an invaluable be... noun to know. If you are in Japan or coming to Japan in the next few weeks, be sure to know toilet paper. <laughs> I would and, be uh... mortified if I had to ask anyone for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I need to wipe my bum bum. <laughs> It's quite a difficult one because you've got to elongate the pair and pair. So, uh, toilet to pair pair. Toilet to pair pair. I always find that a little bit difficult. 
There you go. I'm sexy. And, of course, <laughs> I think you're the first person to find toilet paper in Japanese sexy. Yeah. And the last. Uh, the other word is website, given we've just launched the website. Mm. What is website? And it's, again, uh, another guide I go, another foreign borrowed word. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be website all then. <laughs> web website all. Web website all. I remember when I first learned about foreign borrowed words, when I first learned about Guy Raigo, I did just think someone was taking the piss. Oh, it's so, it, it sounds surreal. so racist, doesn't it? It sounds so racist. It does a little bit, yeah. You just got to, you know, you just got to go with what, how people speak. That's the problem. You just got to go and with how people speak. that's what they say. They yeah. say, they say, mm. Yeah, website, basically, the main thing is to remember it's a ue sound mm. rather than a w um, because they don't they don't have that. So, web, website. Mm. There you go, toilet paper and website, the two key words this week. Put that in your vocabulary folder, Mr. Donaldson. I will be testing you in the near future. Okey-dokey. And we take one step closer each week to Pete Donaldson becoming a fluent master of Japanese. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Now. Let's turn our attention to the fax machine. What we got, Pete? Oh, uh, hang on, my computer's been a bit slow. Here we go. Here's one, uh, Donna. 
Dana International didn't uh, Dana um, enter Eurovision um, doesn't matter hello <laughs> I've got a question for the podcast perhaps you can help me shed some light on this mystery as someone who uh, is generally interested in Japanese life and culture I've occasionally watched NHK TV for English language programs about Japan However, I can often only manage a few minutes at a time because of the ridiculous sounding English voiceovers. I lo- I love NHK's production style. It is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> some shows, particularly the less newsy and more fun lifestyle ones, feature an absolutely ridiculous voiceover with someone speaking in an incredibly animated way as they're m- uh, maniacally uh, grinning from ear to ear uh, while describing the fantastic bento-making skills of some kindly uh, housewife. <laughs> I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Literally nobody talks like this, and it just makes me wonder, do Japanese people think that English people, uh, English-speaking people genuinely talk like this, or is it that Japanese voiceovers are also done in this sort of super animated way, so they just applied the same approach to the English ones? Uh, please help me understand. Thanks, Dana, in London, of the UK. <laughs> God, NHK. I mean... Have I talked about my experience with NHK World? I think I might have touched on it before. Mm, How maybe. I did a TV show to promote um, some local dishes in Yamagata. And it was, oh, it was such a bad experience. They, yeah. oh, I mean, the people were nice. They meant well. But they weren't making a program that was particularly good. And no. the finished product was not. I just couldn't watch <laughs> it. Basically, I had to present this, um, this dish, this edamame. So edamame, of course, is a Japanese... Christ, why is it... I don't even know what that is in English. I just call it edamame. Everyone knows that edamame is beans, yeah, right? Beans. Um, beans. Yeah. And in Yamagata, where I lived, there was a variety of edamame called dadachamame. And I had to basically tell people what the difference was. The problem was, there was fuck all difference. There was no differences. <laughs> Imagine that. It'd be like having two pieces of blue paper... And then having to describe the differences on national television, <laughs> and then being both the exact same shade of blue. Um, so I was like, "Oh, it's just so different and good and juicy." Oh yeah, and like the producer would be like, "No, no, no, more feeling." And I'd be like, "Oh, it's just the juiciest, most amazing food I've ever put in my mouth." <laughs> and the woman who's harvesting the dadacha mummy from the farm is standing there, wondering why this foreign guy is just in her farm eating her beans. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> But the icing on the fucking cake was the voiceover that mm. Dana pointed out. Yeah, um, it is. Ah, oh, it's just no. it's excruciating. What's isn't going it? on? It's, they sort of talk so a little bit like this. Uh, Chris is it's... enjoying the Adamame beans of Hokkaido Prefecture. It's so weird. It was <laughs> like that. It was. There was a, a American guy who. I mean, I don't know if they were American. They might have been a Japanese person who learned American fluently, but it didn't really. It sounded like aliens coming down and imitating mm. an American accent. It was like Chris loves the taste of dajacha mame. He's eating it in a field, and it was just like, ah, oh, why are you so enthusiastic about something that's so dull? And there's like a shot of me just wandering through a forest, and it's like Chris is wandering through the forest. He is really enjoying himself and having an incredible time, <laughs> and I'm just like looking really depressed and wondering what I'm doing. If you ever there was saw one point, the video, uh, the um, the TV show Red Dwarf in the UK, everyone talks like Crichton, <laughs> a oh, sort yeah. of Perfect a sort reference. of trans transatlantic kind of voice, <laughs> soft, inoffensive, but incredibly enthusiastic, like a crap infomercial. I uh, yeah, I, I remember though the editing was really dodgy, like the editing. Had been done by a Japanese uh, native Japanese person who didn't know English and mm. like had butchered the sentences. Like there was a line of me, I had to explain why I like something. I think I had to climb up a, to a temple, up some stairs, and I had to eat like a tree because the temple 
they only ate food from the forest, from the right. mountain, from this forest. And I was like, I eat a leaf and be like, oh, this leaf's good. Again, lying, of course. Uh, and like, <laughs> I remember going, like chewing on the leaf or something and being like, oh, this leaf has an interesting flavour because, and then they just cut it there. Mid sentence at because, and I just I was like, oh, I like nearly threw the remote control at the television screen. Maybe they cut and you I off. I vowed because... never to do NHK again. Maybe they cut you off that? because they didn't want you to. Uh, they didn't ask you to eat a leaf. You just became a human giraffe and just started eating it. And you just got a bit confused <laughs> from what they wanted, and just Chris is starting to eat a leaf. Cut away from him. <laughs> He's gone mental. What is he doing? That's not in the. That's not in the script. Who eats leaves? But, um, no, I I can't. I cannot watch NHK. A good friend of mine works on NHK World for um, uh, Cool Japan, mm. um, which, of course, y- you can't call something cool. It just does it. It's like has yeah, the opposite effect, fine. right? If I go, well, I'm Cool Chris. Like if I call a in Japan Chris, Cool Chris in Japan, yeah, inherently by referring to myself as cool, I am not cool, and um, yeah, I just it's awful. And uh, there's probably people listening to this that might work at NHK, and I've just killed my chances of being the new face of NHK. But you know what? I have no regrets. And now let's turn to the next facts from Lauren. Uh, Lauren says, Hi, Chris and Pete. Hope you're both having a great 2020 so far. I'm a high school English teacher in Southern California. And while I think my chance to teach English in Japan is far behind me, I still love visiting. The Abroad Japan podcast and YouTube channel have been instrumental in helping me plan trips. Currently on our fourth trip for the next year. My email today is about getting free stuff in Japan. Yes, free stuff. I'm excited. Uh, We just got back in early January from visiting. It was my second time visiting Nishiki Market in Kyoto. And the second time I got extra jumbo shrimp on a skewer uh, from the same stall. Maybe they just like tourists. Maybe it was a nice surprise. A lady at a spy shop in Gion, the uh, district where the geisha live uh, or work, made sure to give me the newest, shiniest 5 yen coin for good luck, saying it was bright like my smile. I almost started crying. No joke. To top off the trip, my husband and I stayed in Hakone, the hot spring resort, just outside of Tokyo for a few days to watch the, the Hakone Ekiden, uh, which we saw it on the news on our first trip and became fans after watching the anime Run With The Wind. I swear we were the only white people who showed up in Hakone, specifically for the Ekiden. We bought some lunch at a skewer stall, and I think the owner heard me talking about how good the chicken meatball skewers were. Next thing I know, she walks up to me with a huge smile on her face and gives me another skewer for free. I've never met someone who wasn't kind while I'm in Japan. Thanks for all you two do. Lauren from Laguna Hills. And that's nice. Bloody hell, Lauren, Lauren, you're so lucky. Lauren I sounds... don't think I've ever had that much free stuff. I think you must just have a really nice smile. Yeah, Lauren like sounds it. stunningly attractive. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, because I don't get free yes. stuff. Chris, do you get much free stuff? <laughs> you're just enchanting, I mean, Lauren. Got... You're just enchanting. All I've ever got cherries. I've got some free <laughs> oh, yeah, cherries. Yeah, some free cherries. <laughs> yeah. but, um, oh, fantastic. On the subject of Nishiki Market and Gion and Kyoto, mm. because of the... Um, because of the coronavirus and because of the massive drop in tourists to the point that uh, like Kyoto, Osaka and Tokyo are very quiet at the moment. I'm actually thinking of going to Kyoto for the first time of my own volition in years just for oh. a bit of fun and to do some photography. Mm. And I am going to go to Nishiki Market in Gion and just smile at everyone and wait for my free skiers and wait for my free money. <laughs> my free so, chicken. It wasn't free money, it just changed, wasn't it? Oh, maybe, I don't know. It was only five yen. Oh, I mean, yeah, good point. Are those brown? No, they're the little kind of silver ones with the hole in, aren't they? That's exciting. That's one like thing that's quite exciting about Japan. They're, a lot of their coins have holes in them. That's something you can 
I don't know, put, in a, put on a necklace if you're weird. <laughs> you can. Yeah. Well, now we know, next time you're over, now we know what to do. Yeah. Money necklace. Money necklace. necklace. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> Got one from Lillian. I'll hand that over to you. All right, Lillian. Final email of the day. Dear Chris and Pete, uh, your podcast has helped me to get through my exams at university and now through writing my thesis. When I feel like procrastinating, I always tune in, listen to your angelic voices, eh, uh, forget about everything which is uh, stressing me out, uh, and dream about visiting Japan. Actually, your podcast has inspired me to take Japanese classes and realise my dream to go to Japan next Sunday. No, not Sunday, summer. Well, I don't know why I said Sunday. <laughs> I'm planning uh, a two-month uh, a two-month-long trip. Uh, first, I will go to Fukuoka. Good news, visit a language school and stay at a Japanese host family. Then I'll travel from Fukuoka to Tokyo by train with the many stops in between. Uh, Since I'm going all by myself, I have some questions concerning solo female travelling in Japan. How are solo travellers perceived in Japan? Uh, Although Japan is considered a safe country, I still worry whether there might still still be some locations uh, you should better not visit alone as a female. Uh, And I know I should carry cash at all times, but how safe is it to always have so much money uh, with you? Um, P.S. Pete's Shibuya uh, cracks me up every time I hear it. Yeah, I've got a few messages about the Shibuya. Maybe we should do the whole uh, Yamanote line. I get so many messages about your, like, the podcast where you did all the train station names mm. and did voiceovers. People love that. And I know what I'm going to do on the new soundboard <laughs> on the website. I'm going to get you on there. Get a little interactive. Get a little yeah, interactive map of the uh, Tokyo metro system. And I'll just do. And then, we'll, and, then, and then we'll move on to Osaka. Namba! Namba! <laughs> That's the only one I know. What about Shinsaibashi? Shinsaibashi! I'm off. I'm off for flying, guys. Akihabara! Ueno! Back to the email. Yeah, that'd be quite fun. We should do that as a game on the website. The screaming Japanese metro. Yeah, just play like the Yamanote line. We get to listen to Pete Dolson. Yeah. Annoying and the voice. J- and the JR um, system will uh, notice my incredible uh, voice talent and get me on the trains. Yeah, <laughs> we can only dream of yeah. such a thing. Um, good questions, many mm, questions, many questions. Solo female travellers, I think they're perceived well. Yeah, we've read out a few podcast um, stories, haven't we, from listeners who travelled Japan and got loads of free stuff at being a girl as a solo traveller. Um, so I think it's perceived well. I don't think there's any level of suspicion. Why would there be? So spy. Yeah, I think I think solo <laughs> traveling's cool as well. Like you've done it a lot, Pete. Yeah, I did. Not I female, did, but you've no, done it. No, I've I've done it. I've done a couple of trips to Japan where I've just sort of rolled around myself. And and the good thing, the difference between um, England and uh, if you travel around the US, for example, or Japan, um, if you go to a bar, if you go to a restaurant, you can just sit at the bar and just and just eat food and drink and be merry at the bar rather than having to inhabit like a big table uh, which I find quite uh, quite good so if you're worried about that aspect of things feeling a bit lonely um, if you're at the bar you're fine have a little conversation with the uh, with the person behind the bar love your job yeah it's quite common that's actually I'd say that's more common in Japan than mm. um, certainly in the UK that people do go out on their own they do go and just sit at the bar drink yeah. and enjoy themselves and um, there's that culture that's accepted to be alone at bars and restaurants um, so that's that's good. Um, the second question was, although Japan's considered a safe country, I still worry if there might be some locations you sh- should not visit alone as a female. I can't think of anything. 
other than Kabuki Chow. We talked about that last week, I think. Um, so I, don't, I won't cover it again, but I think, yeah, just watch out in Kabuki Chow and Rapongi. But other than that, you're fine. And the yeah. last question was about cash. Yeah, it's safe to have money with you at all times. I know, I think literally everyone in Japan carries about five man on them at all times, which is about mm. $500, just because it is still, even now, a cash-based society. And you do need that kind of money on your person yeah. um, to get around. So, yeah, don't worry about it. It is safe. Obviously, just be vigilant at all times. Yeah. But other than that, have a great time. Have a, have an awesome time. Um, and I hope the whole coronavirus thing doesn't stand in your way. But for now, guys, keep the comments, questions, stories coming in to Podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week. And we'll see you next Wednesday. This was a Stakhanov production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.